This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. All right, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I am one of the hosts here on the show, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter and on Instagram at MichaelRitter5. Also the host of the Football Function Podcast. Joining me on today's episode, the co-host of the show, like usual, John Carrasco. John, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good, man. Appreciate that. And, you know, just kind of rolling with the day. You know, I know me and you kind of had a a pretty good week of work and everything. So I understand, like, the, the lag that we got right now. But other than that, yeah, just going with it. Yeah, uh, basically, to kind of give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer here. Yesterday, me and John actually unloaded $25,000 worth of flowers. Now, just to like kind of put it in perspective, we unloaded about, I don't know, 28 racks. Stay with me here. 28 racks. Each rack has about seven shelves, and each shelf has about, I don't know, it's about eight. eight. Yeah, about eight flats, and the flats are like 24 individually cupped flowers, like pansies or like begonias, things like that, you know, just flower talk here for you. <laughs> but basically, there were over a thousand flats, so like. I mean, you do the math. That's, like, an unbelievable amount of flowers that we had to, like, unload. And obviously, we had a lot of help doing it. But no matter how long the assembly line is and how many people you're passing them to, that'll uh, that'll wear you down. And then followed by today, just having an extremely long day. I mean, I was tired at, like, 8 a.m. Like, just to kind of be transparent here. Like, I was absolutely, like, oh, I'm already ready for bed tonight. So coming off of a little bit of a, you know a tiresome or i guess oh, I guess yeah. exhausting week is one way to put it and then For obviously sure. and we're not even done yet we got to work tomorrow that's the kind of a little bit of a what we wanted to preface this show by saying is we do apologize if we don't have our fastball tonight if we don't necessarily go in depth as we typically do because it's late i mean just being honest here it is 11 o'clock exactly p.m when uh, we're starting recording this after smackdown aired obviously but because we have to work in the morning, uh, recording the show in the morning like I used to do sometimes isn't really an option right now. So we're going to go ahead and just do what we have to do, which is uh, pump this baby out a little bit later. That way you guys don't have to wait all day on Saturday to messes up the schedule. We don't like doing that. We want to be reliable and we want to be dependable in this situation. Like we said, we're the last leg up here on the relay, so we got to do our part and uh, bring this bad boy home. But... Is there anything you need to say, John, anything you need to plug or anything like that before we get started here on the show? Uh, not too much, man. You know, I just want to give a shout-out to you know, all the listeners and everything like that. And, uh, you know, to all the new Patreon members that have joined recently, yeah, I want to w- welcome all y'all and everything. So, that yeah, it's good to see, like, all the 
like newcomers and everything. But uh, yeah, not too much. Yeah, just want to go ahead and uh, get into it. Yeah, I mean, it is nice seeing like all the new people that Matt says, hey, we got this you know, new Patreon member and gives them a little bit of a shout mm-hmm. out. Honestly, it makes me like as a podcast creator and as a content creator, it makes me jealous. I'm like, dude, I freaking wish my podcast was growing like Matt's right, is, you know, right. so it's motivating and just a little bit of a shout out to all you listeners out there. Help your brother out. Go over there and listen to Football Function if you haven't already. But anyways, we can go ahead and get into this SmackDown. It's, uh, you know, took place April 22nd, 2022 from Albany, New York. A little bit of a side note here. Albany might actually be the birthplace of the WWE podcast. I know that is Matt's, like, hometown. And I don't, I don't know for sure if that is where the show was actually created from. I feel like it's pretty safe, you know, it's a pretty safe bet to say that the show was basically created in Albany, New York. So a little bit of a, you know, a nice little shout out there seeing them show up there in uh, New York State. But what do you think about the the way this episode started with like Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair supposed to have this contract signing, but the contract isn't there. All of a sudden Drew Gulak runs out. Obviously, they go back and forth on the mic, kind of, you know, have a little bit of war of a words or a war of words, if you will. And then eventually the table gets flipped over by Charlotte. A kendo stick is underneath that table, just waiting, wonder who put it there. Charlotte picks it up, starts swinging it. Eventually, Ronda Rousey gets it. She starts swinging it. Charlotte gets out of the ring, and then uh, Drew Gulak gets put in the arm bear or arm bar. Sorry, see, I told you guys, it's already late. We're on the first freaking segment here, and I'm already stumbling out of the gate. But anyways... Drew Gulag gets put in the armbar, and while he's in the armbar, Charlotte is signing, or Ronda Rousey is signing that contract. So, what did you take away from this? Uh, are you excited for this I Quit match? Do you think that there's a chance Charlotte loses? Well, I mean, I'm not too excited for it. I mean, I'm, you know, kind of with the build and everything for it. Of course, I'm ready for it to kind of get past it, you know, maybe see Charlotte go into some... Maybe like a Raquel. No, Raquel Rodriguez, yeah. yeah. We we'll didn't get see into her tonight, it. did we? Oh, she, she was in there. She had her little, like, video package and stuff like that. So, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. You made to fill me in, catch me up oh, on Oh, yeah. That. I mean, it, it, it wasn't much. Yeah, I just kind of just, like, showed her in, a like, nice matches little cameo. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, I mean, it, not a cameo, but, yeah. Definitely an in-ring little battle and stuff like that. Video but, package, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, other than that, man, I don't know. I mean... I feel like it's kind of just like dragging itself, and I don't know. I'm kind of just ready for it to be over, you know. Ronda, you know, need to go to the back of the line like how Charlotte had said last week. Yeah. I don't want to quote-unquote that, but, you know. Yeah, and see, the thing with me is I feel like it's weird because their WrestleMania match was so polarizing. You know, like I, Mm -hmm. I heard multiple people say, oh, this is one of my favorite matches of the entire card. And then, like, mm-hmm. me personally, I was like, this match was one of the worst. I mean, I was there. The the crowd felt flat. You knew what was next. Everybody was literally just hoping this match would end very quickly because we wanted to see the Kevin Owens show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's like the, the crowd feeling, right? Mm-hmm. People in front of me were literally going to get merch during that match because, I mean, that's like the best time to do it, to be honest. Like, if you're fine with taking that L, like, and saying, all right, I'm never going to get in this line. I'm never going to be able to get to the actual merch stand if I do it in the typical times. You know, the traditional times, which is like before the show starts in the quote-unquote intermission or after the show. 
those are the times when the line is just, I mean, you're not getting in there. There's 50 people in front of you, you know. If you can just kind of take that L, if you can just say, all right, I'm going to have to miss a match. Which match can I say, all right, I'll go back and rewatch that on TV or I'm fine with not having that experience. Uh, that's when you go wait in the line. And that's what some people did. They, they literally went. They went back. They were still able to see the finish of the match. And then, obviously, we're able to watch the badass main event, which was a, uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. But what the whole reason I went on that little story was to tell you that this match was kind of a stinker at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And it left a bad taste in people's mouth. So they do have a chance. The stakes are raised a little bit. It's not like a, a situation where, like Ronda mentioned... Charlotte can be saved by anybody because she has to literally say, I quit. And uh, Charlotte was kind of being a little bit like, I don't know if it was just me. It's one of the things that kind of get underneath my skin. But whenever she was just saying, like, I beat you at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. I beat you. I just kept repeating it no matter what <laughs> Ronda was saying. I'm not good in those situations. I would have flipped the table in that moment if I was yeah. Ronda Rousey. But that's just kind of how I feel about that situation. That was kind of funny. I was going to say, man, I'm glad that. Ronda's uh, like mic time was very minimal. You know, that was kind of good right there. It kind of seemed, you know, she was just kind of talking off mic, you know, to Ronda. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that, you know. But what the heck did uh, Drew Gulak do to them, you know? But I was like, gosh dang, dude, you know, getting beat up by both these women. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, dude, is it's like, number one, what, what, what would you rather do? Would you rather get the airtime, be involved in this SmackDown Women's Championship? picture and i'll get back to that here in just a little bit but or would you rather be in the back you know not being utilized mm-hmm. at all so i i agree what the hell did you do like why are you <laughs> on charlotte's bad side and they just keep talking about like Rhonda mentioned don't be mean to the new intern what are you doing like new intern what the hell are you talking about like mm-hmm. this is not an intern he's just going from a in-ring role to a i guess more of a broadcasting role, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly, you know, what they correspondent. That's more. That's a better word. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't really know what Drew did. But what I was saying just a little bit ago about the SmackDown Women's Championship. Did you notice how Ronda Rousey didn't say that? Like, I forgot when it was. She botched a promo like weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she forgot to say oh, SmackDown yeah, Women's Championship, that. and she like went on this little tangent. Well, why is it even called Women's anyway? Well, if you notice, I don't know. I bet Matt will notice. But in this episode of SmackDown, whenever she was talking about it, she actually said, I'm going to take that SmackDown title from you. Like that, 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 that's what she referenced it as Mm -hmm. the SmackDown title. She didn't say women again. So I literally think like, that's a thing. Like, that's not just like a one-time little slip up. I literally think that she probably feels that way about, well, it shouldn't be women's championship. It should just be championship, you know, like. In the UFC, it's not the women's bantamweight or whatever it is, you know. I don't yeah. really know exactly how that's... I'm, I'm not a UFC guy. I mean, it's still split by classes, though, you know? Yeah, I it, mean, it's it's split by classes, but I guess it's not just like... It doesn't have the title women mm-hmm. right there in front, you know. I guess that's kind of what separates it. And I'm not necessarily saying that I, like, agree with Ronda. I'm just trying to see how she's being, oh, yeah. you know. I don't want to just think that she's just an absolute airhead who's just kind of, you know pulling stuff out of her you know what for no reason but we can go ahead and move on to the actual first match that happened tonight butch versus xavier woods this one actually delivered a little bit i feel like it over delivered from what i was expecting anyways i know that they're both talented i just didn't really expect this to be one of those um you know matches that had me actually intrigued from start to finish and this was i mean like you guys know like we said 
a little bit earlier, I was dead, like, from this work day. So being able to keep my attention, even though it was early in the show, it was actually kind of difficult. Just to, you know, I was just like, man, I am dragging here. But I really did enjoy this match. Um, what's it called? Xavier Woods ends up winning with the Backwoods. They mm-hmm. reference that that's officially what that, that little roll-up is going to be called. I mean, at least it's something. You know, at, at least it's not just a, the typical roll-up and they're just doing it to get an easy way out. They're actually putting it part of Xavier Woods' gimmick, I guess. They're making it part of his character, part of his moveset or whatever, however you want to view it. But Butch does freak out after this loss, and he attacks the security guard, leaves through the crowd. More uh, uncontrolled lunatic behavior from uh, Butch. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well, man, I mean, like you said, it, it was a good match and everything like that. And, of course, like, from the very beginning, man, I was ready for, or not ready, but hoping that Butch would be, you know, beat, you know, just because, like, the way that he's been, like, going about everything, you know, like, how you turn, or I wouldn't say how you turn it on your own people, but kind of, you know, getting frustrated and everything like that just because you're losing, you know, yeah. just kind of seems like, kind of kind of bad, you know, like bad character, but I don't know, at the end, I kind of felt like, I don't know, like, he, he, he was leaving, like, like, like that whole, like, exit that he did, like, leaving out of that, like, certain tunnel and stuff like that, I felt like that was, like, his, like, I wouldn't say goodbye, but, like, being gone from, like, SmackDown or WWE in general, you know, that's, yeah. that's just kind of how I took it. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of took it maybe as, like, a symbolic way to, to maybe leave that group, maybe mm-hmm. to distance himself from those two dudes. Maybe but for what though? I don't know because I mean I definitely know he's not leaving. I definitely yeah, know he's yeah. not leaving the company. No, he's a young star. They're they're actually starting to push him. They're giving him this little this program with his own guys. So you know mm-hmm. it's eventually going to lead to them turning on each other. But that's the thing I don't know either. You know I I don't really understand this whole approach. They're just trying to make him look like he's you know uncontrollable. That's yeah, basically it. it. Kind of so. just puts like a a, ba- a bad taste in my mouth for him. You know like for the long term. Like yeah. You say like just. You know, knowing him from what, like this last two months, maybe. I don't know, just kind of uh, bad, you know, bad yeah. bad vibes from if, him. If I, I didn't previously know who he was in NXT mm-hmm. and this was the only exposure I had to this guy over the past couple of months, I absolutely would not be in on it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not my type of, you know, wrestler, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just not my style. But, anyways, we can go ahead and move on to another match Gunther versus Teddy Goods. Obviously, just a local enhancement talent, but he did, at least according to Pat McAfee, he said this on the broadcast, Mm -hmm. that he won a 100-man Royal Rumble to earn that spot against uh, Gunther, which he eventually got squashed. And I will say, just go look at some some highlights of Gunther from his days in the NXT UK, even like just like a year ago or something like that. Like, he has slimmed down a lot. Like, he, he looks noticeably different. Like, I don't know how much weight he cut, but, I mean, he does. He looks great. Phenomenal shape. Uh, you know how, basically, uh, how highly I've spoken about this guy off air. Kind of just whenever we're talking about it. And I really think there are some pretty big things in store for him, hopefully on SmackDown, because we need this type of this type of star power and this type of, like, like I feel like SmackDown is the show that can kind of develop stars. St- stars mm. that are right there on the cusp, like, from absolute, like, superstardom but they're kind of just right there they're popular they have their own fan base kind of like bianca belair right she had her fan base in nxt she got called up to smackdown won the royal rumble went on to beat 
um, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. You know, now she's an established star. Like, she is, without yeah. a doubt, one of the top women in the company right now. And I feel like Gunther, the fact that he was overseas, if you talk to people over there, I mean, he's like Adam Cole over there. You know, he is like one of the most popular wrestlers that there is. But a lot of people here in the United States don't, you know, they don't really care about that. You know, like they're not really familiar with him. They just see this ginormous dude. So if WWE can do right out of the gate, you know, get, get a nice little first impression of uh, of Gunther in our minds. And I feel like they're doing a decent job of that. He's polished on the mic. His gimmick is absolutely flawless. I mean, he just, he looks like a general. He really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just looks like, a, you know, a top guy. And I think there are pretty big things in store for him on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, and, like, how you are saying about the general thing, like, how he stands, that's that's how I take from it, you know. So I kind of agree with that. But, man, that Teddy guy, bro, Teddy Goods. like Goods that, with a Z. That, that, that's kind of horrible to, you know, win, win a 100-man ro- uh, Royal Rumble and then have to be, you know, just beaten yeah. completely up, dude. He got some nasty, like, backhands, everything. Some chops. That's, yeah. his, that, that's Gunther. That's his signature thing. Oh, chops. Okay, yeah. That was some nasty. Yeah, yeah. I was like, gosh, dang, dude. I was like, I don't know about all that. You know, I'd rather be volunteered to be like one of the guys in the lumberjack. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But I don't know. I kind of think that like maybe maybe Butch should have had this this role too, you know, to be introduced to me. Like I kind of felt like, you know, that would have been better and stuff like that. But, I mean, this dude, he's just totally dominating. Like you said, I can kind of see him, like, maybe matching up with Roman Reigns one oh, time. Yeah. You know? I, so I want to see that for sure. That would be two, like, two beasts going at it, like, in my, you know, view of everything. Because, like, if Roman's taking some uh, shots like that, I guarantee he's not just going to, like, back down from anything. Just, you know. Yeah. He's going to turn up a notch. And, so, if there's, I mean, and if there's ever a, uh, an opportunity here for Roman Reigns to turn babyface, during this championship run. And it's unlikely. I really feel like that. I feel like they're going to milk this heel run yeah. as long as they possibly can until inevitably a babyface champion takes it off of him. But if there is some way, shape, or form that he is still the champion as a babyface, Gunther is a is a perfect heel opponent for him that uh, I feel like you can get like a six-month program out of, you know, and really kind of milk that program yeah. for what it's worth. And I think you'd actually get some pretty good benefits from it. Continuing on here, we'll move on to the Zia Lee promo, this little backstage thing where she talks about how she's protected people in the past, and now she's only going to be protect, or she's not going to be protecting anybody else but her. This is a hill thing to say. She's turning hill 100%. This is kind of like what Shotzi Blackheart did whenever she turned hill. So, I mean, we haven't seen her on TV in a while. I was literally thinking this the other day. I was like, where the hell is Zia Lee at? But... Here we go. I mean, my questions were answered. She's getting repackaged. So likely no more graphics or anything like that. It's probably going to be more mm-hmm. of a dark entrance. You could expect something different for sure about a Zia Lee's character. But are you for this? Do you think that she'll be better off as a heel? I mean, SmackDown definitely needs the heels, especially with Lacey Evans returning as a babyface. I mean, I would definitely like it. I mean, I kind of felt like the protector roles are okay, you know, but I, I kind of feel like the... Her being Hill would be a better advantage for her. That's what I know her as, or at least that's what I thought I did back whenever she was on the next T, because I wasn't too, too familiar, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. But anyways, we can go ahead and move on to Matt Riddle versus Jay Uso. Uh, 
entertaining match. We've kind of seen these teams go back to, or back and forth in like main event matches. So it's no surprise whenever these two put on a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. But I will say the neck breaker that Jey Uso hit on uh, Matt Riddle and Riddle kicked out of it. That was crazy as hell. Like because that neck breaker that he was that, that Jey Uso hit number one. Yeah, I had to rewind it. I was like, wait, what the hell was that? Phenomenal job by Jay. I honestly don't think I've seen him do that at least in a long time. I can't remember, anyways. So you love to see that. But um, Matt Riddle does like kind of roll him up and get the win, and that makes two weeks in a row that the bloodline loses to Matt Riddle. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, it was definitely a good match, man. I mean, they definitely you know went at it and everything. So I mean, they're putting on a good show for me. I'm not you know mad at it or anything like that. So. Yeah, I mean, but I did expect, or I didn't expect the Usos to take a loss this time, and I was kind of hoping that they'd bounce back and everything. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, kind of see what's going to uh, follow through and everything. So, yeah, I'm on board with it. As am I. As am I. Well, up next here on the dock, Kayla Braxton is interviewing the women's tag team champions, Naomi and Sasha Banks. They finally said that they have a name for that move that little tag team move that they do and I remember thinking in my head I need to write this down but I don't know why I didn't and I definitely should have but anyways uh, all this interview is is pretty much just like Sasha claiming that they don't have any competition I was waiting to see who was going to come out it ends up being Natalia and Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. likely going to get a program there do you think that this team has any possibility to take the belts off uh, Naomi and Sasha yeah I definitely don't see them like uh, losing the belt at you know, anytime soon, but I do see like a good matchup coming, you know, between these two tag teams right here. So definitely not mad at that. I am kind of, you know, just getting, uh, I don't know, kind of annoyed by the comment that Natalia uses by the three Guinness World Award records and everything like that. I mean, come on. It was man. funny how Naomi kind of roasted her, though. How she yeah. did. She was like, what, for uh, terrible dancing videos and all your cat videos and things like yeah. that? So a little, <laughs> she, she, you know, had a little bit of fun with the whole yeah. Guinness World Record thing. She, she, she was definitely doing good on the mic, you know. Sometimes I think it's kind of like a, like a forced thing for her, too. But, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely see, like, you know, positive things coming from this little pairing i guess you could say yeah i mean just think of like the one-on-one combinations you're gonna get like mm-hmm. you're gonna get Shayna versus sasha Shayna versus naomi and then yeah. natalia versus sasha natalia versus naomi you're gonna get a bunch of different variations of these two teams going at it for weeks to come mm-hmm. kind of similar to what we've seen like with carmela and Zelina vega and rhea ripley and Liv. you know whenever they were doing that over there on raw so i feel like we can kind of get a little bit of something similar ultimately going to have probably a wrestlemania backlash a blow off, which I do expect Sasha Banks and Naomi to retain those championships. Let's see, though. Up next, we get Madcap Moss versus Angel Garza. Uh, Madcap definitely wins this. He continues to win with the punchline, and then he's attacked from behind uh, by Baron Corbin, and Corbin steals his trophy. Now, before this match, there was like an interaction backstage where Baron Corbin was like trying to get him to come back or something like that. What did you take away from that? Well, I mean, I thought that was freaking great, you know, because it kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, it kind of just, like, rubbed it in his face, you know, that he was, that he's doing good. But I don't know, like, I felt like just Corbin, I mean, he, he, he like you said, he, he did the the manly thing, you know, you know, kind of stepped up, apologized, I guess you could say, 
and even ask for him to come back, you know. But Madcap, he's he, he's striving right now, so I don't I don't I kind of felt like you know he did the right thing at that time and stuff, you know. Kind of made a little joke about him, you know, about his hair and everything like that. So that was definitely funny. Got a little chuck about it. I don't know, man. I think he did the right thing. Oh yeah, for sure. And then obviously getting another win. Like mm-hmm. like we said, Madcap Moss, I truly feel like he's benefiting from Rick Boog's injury because Boog's was going to get a, a nice little push. I truly believe that. But one thing that's weird is the whole Shinsuke Nakamura thing. Like that was that happened a few weeks ago, you know, whenever Shinsuke came out and the Roman Reigns like gave him that hug, that little fake hug. Oh, yeah. And they just had that double super kick and they just kind of, you know, beat him down a little bit. But uh, I'm just, I feel like it's kind of weird that they never touch back on that. I don't know why. Mm. I guess it's talking about the Boogs thing kind of reminded me. Was Shinsuke a lumberjack in that whole little... Yeah, he was. He was over there dancing and stuff with uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi. All right, so having a little bit of a good time. But, I mean, it's just, man, I really thought he was going to get a championship match there. I really Mm. did. I guess I was a little bit off. But you know it is what it is. But I do. I truly feel like Madcap Moss... Is just reaping the benefits, that little open spot. I mean, when one yeah. door closes, another one opens, somebody has to step up. It's like a next man up mentality. That's what happens. You know, you got to be ready for those opportunities. And I feel like Madcap definitely can uh, can make the most out of this. I'm glad to see him get the win. Eventually, I'll, I mean, WrestleMania backlash, that card could end up looking pretty decent, especially if we get a Baron Corbin versus Madcap match. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely ready for that. So I, I kind of see where it's going, you know, just because how he had uh, attacked him and everything. But is it me, or do you, uh, do you think that Madcap's song or, you know, entrance song sounds like a, like a game show song? It does. I was like, what the heck? Whenever he, like, came out to it, I was like, come on, man. We got to change that at least, you know? They definitely got ch- to change that. I know mm-hmm. they will at some point, but I kind of noticed that one of the times that I was actually there in person. But, yeah, let's just hope that that song gets changed ASAP. So, what's up? I was just gonna say, man, I, I do like how he is uh, handling these uh, like two ver- two v one like situations that he's getting into with the Los Lotharios, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's doing real good, man. Yeah. I'm definitely on uh, board with it. Yeah, you've been on that Madcap train for a while now, so I'm glad to oh, see yeah. that it is actually oh, yeah. paying off there. But hey, I, I might need you to fill me in on this one. Sami Zayn shows up at Roman Reigns' locker room. Now they kind of saw. RK bro talking to Drew McIntyre earlier in the show, right? Sami Zayn's kind of peeking back there. He's kind of yeah. hiding, and he just kind of has that look on his face, like, "Ooh, I just got, I just got the scoop, you know? Like I got mm-hmm. some, some dirt on someone or whatever it is." But we kind of get a nice little interaction, a nice little encounter with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Them two have had their history, and they say, "Hey, you're good with me, bro." So that was nice to see. But uh, Sami Zayn ends up showing up at Roman Reigns' locker room. What the hell happened here? What was going on? Well, I mean, you know, they they were all just in there just chilling, basically. You know, Roman was kind of mad at uh, Jay Uso for losing, for losing and yeah. stuff. So he, uh, you know, Jay was just off there. Man, can't let that happen and stuff like that, you know. But I mean, uh, Paul Heyman he comes in, you know, kind of like says that we have a visitor. You know, Sami Zayn wants to come in and stuff like that. So they kind of transition uh, the camera over to him, and he's saying that. You know that he, like you had said, he had heard some scoop. You know some stuff that was said, but you know about his family and stuff like that. And you know Roman kind of took that. You know, of course, personally. You know, so he tells the Usos to go out during the lumberjack and you know basically tell or not tell. You know, get the 
or him and his family out of the yeah keep their name keep his name out of their mouth yeah Yeah. out of their mouth you know so you know he kind of gave some direct orders right there so i mean that's basically what happened but i kind of take it you know like sammy zane what are you doing man kind of like is roman reigns like godfather around here you know get stitches I was like, come on, man, you're over here asking for, like, favors for, like, protection and stuff like that, you know? That's what I kind of took, like, yeah, uh, like, Pauly from, like, Goodfellas type stuff, you know? Yeah, I was exactly, like, what the yeah. heck, you know? So, they, I mean, I was, I was like, that's kind of cool, but, I mean, like you said, you know, snitches get stitches, you know, in a way, you know? And he does kind of have, like, that rat, I don't know, uh, you know, nickname, I guess you could say, or whatever yeah. they're trying to say, you know? Exactly. But, yeah, so I, I kind of see that kind of going on right now. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it definitely does kind of set the stage for the main event, what we're all kind of looking forward to. And we'll get there here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I think we have one more thing to talk about, and that is Chapter 3, the story of Lacey Evans. So we're not going to go in-depth about this, because I'm going to be honest, guys. Uh, I'm all here for like a good, feel-good story. I love, uh, you know, people, you know, Spilling their heart out, you know, kind of mm-hmm. telling you how they feel about certain things, getting things off their chest, especially, you know, if they don't have somebody to talk to you and it just feels better, you know, to kind of vent a little bit. But this is getting to the point where I'm like, all right, you know, like, what the hell's going on here? You know, we get it. Let's just go ahead and have about, how about, I mean, how many chapters are there, number one? Like, is there, is there 12 chapters? <laughs> like, I mean, I really want to know what's in store here. We need to know exactly. I mean, if I'm reading a book, I'm going to figure out how long it is, you know, mm-hmm. before I start it. So I need to know. Like, do I need to buckle up here? Are we gonna, you know, are we gonna continue on? Are you gonna tell us about your high school life and your college life, everything that happened whenever you were a marine and all that stuff? Training to be a professional wrestler. I mean, I'm fine with it. Just let us know what the heck's going on here, because I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Is the all this stuff is just getting a little bit like, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, we understand. Like, you had a very troubled past, and it kind of explains why you're as like, you know as strong-willed as you are, you know, this tough, independent woman, you know, who I wouldn't want to see in a dark alley. I can tell you right now, she's probably roundhouse kicking me right in the face, you know? So (laughs) it is what it is. I'm just saying, like, it's not like I'm against this. So I don't want to come off as, like, wow, this dude's an a-hole. He doesn't care about her little sob story here that's going on. Because I do. I I relate to some of the stuff she's saying. I feel like that is, you know, it's hitting home to, like, to, you know, obviously certain people out there. I'm not trying to crap on it or anything like that. I'm just saying from, like, a production company. Like, I mean, it's been three weeks now. I mean, I'm all for a slow a slow build. But I would like to see her in the ring. I would like to see her in person, not not even necessarily in a match. Mm-hmm. Come out. Let's let's see your entrance. Let's see your, your theme music, your new theme, all that good stuff. I want to see her in person. That's just basically what I'm trying to say. And maybe she's not ready yet. Maybe this is they're kind of just slowly working her in, and we will get her eventually. But... I guess because I can't really break down exactly, like, each chapter, like, what she's saying, excuse me, without, like, going just, like, word for word, and it's, I mean, she goes on. A lot of the stuff I wouldn't even want to repeat, but, uh, I don't know, I guess that's just kind of how I feel about it. Well, I mean, definitely, like, kind of on board with that, you know, just because, like, I wouldn't want to take away from her, I mean, of course, there's all these other uh, women in the you know, locker room that, you know, deserves some type of play, you know. So, ain't no better than her. I was, oh, was going to say, but, I mean. Sorry, just, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, it's just being, I don't know, kind of like put on us, you know, like forced, you know. So, I mean, of course we have to see this. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like 
now it's just like the stories are just kind of like overlapping, you know, kind of like repeating itself, I guess you could say. I mean, not really taking like anything new from it. I mean, just taking it as a as a sad story. I have to go back and double check, make sure Lacey Evans wasn't in One Tree Hill. <laughs> All the stuff that she's been through, just kind of right up their alley. You know? I'm saying, man, I mean, she's definitely like, yeah, for, for a woman, she's went through like a lot, you know, I mean, so much for, to like endure as a kid and everything like that. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This one's like something that's in the air for me. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they can kind of, you know, reel me back in next week when we get Chapter 4. We'll kind of see what happens there. But I, w- I want to see things go from, like, okay, like, we persevered. We went through some stuff. We got there. Cool. You guys can kind of relate to me now. Mm-hmm. To, like, okay, I'm here to kick some ass. Like, who's yeah, going like, to step up in front of me? I'm a yeah. baby face. All right, well, let's get it. You know, who wants to go at it? Like, as far as all these, you know, heel wrestlers that are on the roster. Because there definitely is no shortage of heels. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see. What's next? Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, a Lumberjack match. Now, what did you think about Because this was your first Lumberjack match to watch. Like, what wasn't it? I mean, at least, like, yeah, live, yeah. you know? I mean, you probably seen some highlights of some back in the day. But what did you think about your first one watching, like, in the moment? Well, for the, this one, I mean, I guess with everything going on, I mean, it it, it, it was more like, fun to you know it was entertaining to watch you know just because like everything that was happening outside of the ring rather than inside the ring you know like we had uh Sheamus and Ridge Holland every time Drew got knocked out rather than helping them back in you know they were beating them up out there you know so I don't know I felt like just like a good involvement from everybody you know even whenever they went at it with uh Xavier Woods and uh Kofi on the side and everything and then what RK Bro and the Usos whenever they came out, you know, it was it, it was more it was more of an outside thing for me. So yeah. I guess like as the lumberjack match, I guess it didn't like live up to its like potential. Yeah. I guess you could say. I but I you. mean other than that, I mean it, it was something that kept me involved. Yeah, and, and just like the concept of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, having this match and then um all the people on the outside because it does, like you said, it provides like other little situations, other storylines that are going on outside of the ring, because you have mm-hmm. the actual match, the actual story that's being told in the ring, and then all these little side attractions on the outside. So it is yeah. entertaining. Uh, you mentioned it. Roman Reigns gave him that order to keep his name out of their mouth and for them to make sure of it, them being the Usos. So they hit Riddle with a double double super kick. You can expect that to come with a receipt, whether it is on oh, Monday yeah. night, next week on SmackDown. You can expect probably an RKO to happen at least some point, whether it's from Orton or a riddle breaks his out we'll see but you can definitely expect uh the usos or maybe even roman reigns who knows somebody though from the bloodline is going to pay for that one i could definitely see that coming but uh let's see how this match actually ends up ending oh yeah it's Sami Zayn. he escapes through the crowd and adam pierce is right there it's like he knew it was going to happen he just comes out immediately he has it ready to go he says that next week they're going to go one-on-one in a steel cage match so Sami Zayn can't run away. Like, I'm not, I don't know about you. I don't know if I mentioned it last week on the show whenever they said they were having a lumberjack match. I thought they was going to, like, it was going to be a steel cage. Mm. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, why are you skipping the, why are you, I mean, let's just get there, yeah. you know? Like, he's going to run away, obviously. Okay, I get it now. You want a book. You want a double book, right? You want a, week, you want a book this week and next week. So we got to get through mm-hmm. it. To get to the steel cage, we got to get to the lumberjack. So I understand that. 
I guess I just saw the destination coming, and uh, the, the steel cage just made sense. So I'm excited for that. Drew McIntyre's probably going to absolutely put a beating on Sami Zayn. He can't run away. He's not going to be able to bribe anybody to give him protection, nothing like that. He doesn't have any goonies that I know of. So uh, he got away tonight, but likely will not get away next week. But Drew McIntyre does get attacked after this match by Shanky and Jinder Mahal. But those two dudes get their asses kicked like <laughs> usual. So uh, what do you think about this this uh, this Lumberjack match main event? And then obviously just the whole... I mean, you already basically told me about the Lumberjack match. So I guess what do you think about the Steel Cage match, that whole stuff being announced? Okay, yeah, just, just rewinding a little bit. At the very beginning of this, I don't know, I mean if anybody else saw this but did you notice like a little like wet spot on Sami Zayn's pants where like, at if, on his pants like as if he like peed his pants I didn't but that is dude Sami Zayn is so good he's such like a method actor and like all that I would I would I, I could see say, him I, putting I, it there I don't know if that was because it, it was like a perfect circle you know like yeah I don't know man it was it, it, it was just funny I don't know if like Oh yeah, of course. If you had picked up on it, it was just something for me to see. And like you said, it might have been something that like strategic that he did. I don't know, but if he did, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that was just something that I had picked up on. And then I don't know, man. I just it takes balls to go out there and basically portray that you just pissed your pants. You know, yeah, just I mean, not even change, like not even change your pants. <laughs> just go out there and do your match. You know, it, it, like especially for him to come out with like. The amount of energy that he did. Yeah. You know, it was just funny. Like, I don't know. It was just something. Drake Maverick, he actually pissed his pants not too long ago. At least, like, in recent memory, a couple of years. I'm not really sure what it was. But yeah. You usually, that's that's like a, like a character suicide type. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't recover from that. When you piss your pants on national television, like, that's the thing is, he comes out with a piss stain or whatever, like, yeah. in the front of his thing. Like, all right, cool. He pissed his pants because he's scared to fight Drew McIntyre. <laughs> but he came out here and did it. But in other situations where, like, Drake Maverick's case, he was kind of standing in the ring and the Authors of Pain or something. I forgot exactly what happened. Somebody came out and, yeah, yeah. he was just shivering there and pissed his pants. Oh, and no, I was just like, man, poor Drake. <laughs> like, he has a family. You know, that's just that's terrible to see. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that would be good. Like, I would rather this be a situation where we find out like, did Sami Zayn piss his pants? Like, and it's just a whole new conspiracy theory going on. Yeah, man, it, it, it was just funny. But, yeah, like, for, for it to, like, evolve to this, you know, still cage, you know. Like you said, you had mentioned it, and I had wrote it down and everything. I was like, man, he was kind of, like, right on point with that. I was like, okay, I guess this has some, like, insider that I don't got, you know. But, I mean, of course, yeah, you probably do. But, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be, you know, a, a, a well – what would you say? Like, great match. Yeah. Let me just say that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially. For lack of better words. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for him not to be able to get away and everything. But, I mean, if he does somehow get out of this dude, it's going to be freaking crazy. You know? Yeah. Without a doubt. Sami Zayn being in the main event, I'm here for it. Likely going to be the main event next week. Mm-hmm. It was like pre recorded from what I heard on the uh, Discord server. But, but, anyways, that does do it for us here on the SmackDown Review. John, is there anything you got to say? Any shout-outs, any plugs, anything like that before we officially sign off? Well, I mean, I just want to say, you know, uh, thanks for all the listeners, you know, that continuously come back. And, every, like I said at the beginning, all the new people that have, like, joined Patreon, of course, like, the Discord server and everything like that. I mean, it's great to see, like, all these people, you know, interacting and uh, getting involved, I guess you could say. But definitely want to uh, give you a shout-out, man. 
appreciate you for allowing me to do this with you every week. You know, I say this every time, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I still, I don't know. I still don't see the big picture in all this. You know, I mean, of course, you know, doing this with you. I mean, but I mean, like I said, is it? It's a bigger, you know, platform than what I think, you know. So, I mean, definitely grateful for the opportunity and everything like that. And definitely want to give a shout-out for your football function, man. Definitely going in good direction with all this. And hopefully, you know, you get some good Patreon members, you know, following all over from here. Because, you know, this reaches out to a lot of people. So, I mean, if you're into football and everything like that, this is definitely something that you want to uh, uh, tune into. Uh, football function all platforms that you listen to this uh show on so yeah it's definitely available everywhere so yeah just want to close it out like that i appreciate it you definitely appreciate those plugs and i appreciate you joining me on a weekly basis i know the listeners do as well the show it's not like it was getting stale but you could feel like the rejuvenation once you came here and the format kind of changed a little bit. So obviously appreciate the consistency, sir. the, uh, the work you put in, obviously with providing equipment and all that stuff and just, you know, always being on time and all that good stuff. Definitely. I know Matt appreciate, appreciates it. I know I do as well. And, uh, I mean, your personality here, I mean, it's not, I mean, this is a community, you know, this is a world like the WWE podcast world is a mailbag people from all different countries. Cause not everybody calls into the mailbag. That's one thing I will say, like, yeah, we see dozens of people who kind of, you know, put their voices out there, send in emails, make themselves part of the show. But, dude, there are, like, literally thousands of listeners who don't call in. So mm-hmm. those are the ones who I like to say shout-out to you guys. No, I mean, obviously, shout-out to the ones who, you know, participate every week on the mailbag. You guys are truly part of the show, and I look forward to that. But the ones who, you know, don't get their recognition, you know, don't get their name called specifically you know because they don't actually you know call in or anything like that shout out to you hopefully you will continue to do this because obviously there is no off season in the wrestling world so once this uh you know this next paper you comes we will get ready for the next one that's kind of how it goes just continue this train and it will keep rolling but like usual i hope you guys have a damn good weekend walk passionately in the direction of your dreams and i'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.